I got a question. What does it really mean to fall off? And why do we rush to ridicule someone for not performing the way we expect them to? In today's episode, I'm joined by a member of our Working Well Black community as we explore the concept of new growth and discuss how DMX's passing taught us the importance of protecting and supporting members of our community. All right, let's get it started. What's up, everyone? My name is Walt, and I'm your host for today, and you are now listening to Boss Locks, which is a podcast all about redefining professionalism, and I do this by speaking to black leaders to learn about their experiences working while black and their journey to new growth. But I'm kind of in a hiatus right now. At least that's kind of what I'm calling it. Really, I'm still working on things, but I haven't put anything out. Like, um, I guess the person I have with me who I'm talking to, I interviewed him back in January, and... (laughs) It just hasn't gone out. I haven't seen a lot today. It's almost been shelved, but in a way, everything's been shelved. And really, uh, as I'm kind of going through this journey of like this whole adventure life thrown at me, I'm kind of realizing like I was looking down on myself, kind of feeling like I fell off in a way. But really, this is just kind of a period of new growth. So today, I kind of want to explore new growth in the sense of like falling off and what it really means to fall off if I am falling off. And I figure who better to do it with than... My guy, Will, who I always love talking to about deep things. We could go really deep into some things, but also because, Will, like, I see you out here cooking everything, getting everything ready, but I'm sure to the outside world, it may look like you're falling off as well. So, um, yeah, man, so, like, really just to get straight into it, how do you feel? Do you feel like you fell off? Um, No, no, no. I just, like you say, I'm on hiatus. First and foremost, let me introduce myself. Okay. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh, <laughs> H to the OB. It's like, no. <laughs> no, nah, this uh, is a handsome it. guy named William, a.k.a. Hella Handsome, a.k.a. Billy Saturday, a.k.a. Brad Hampton. I feel it. I feel it. Yo, so, I'm back to the original question. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't say I fell off. I mean, I think in the beginning, it was kind of a fall off type situation because of the mental state my, my own podcast put me in. So I just stepped away. And then as I regrouped, it was like, I, I got to get back to work. <laughs> and I got back to work. It just, somewhere along the lines, it just, like you said, it hasn't came out yet. Mm. It's kind of interesting. Like, I think one thing that I'm kind of terrified about is just, like, never getting back to it. Never getting back to it. It's like, it's easy to get fallen into the rut. Like, when you, it's easy to get, like, fall into the motion of continuing to put things out and staying consistent. There's a whole other thing, like, you could get into the habit of not putting anything out. You still be doing stuff, but just, like, nothing sees a light of day. It's kind of crazy. You know? Like, do you, you um, I know, I know before we spoke, like, a while ago, you actually had plans of putting things back out, I think, around, like, February or March. Yeah, yeah. So, life happened again. And I wasn't getting interviews because, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's like the, where I'm at in the world, my location, or I'm just not putting enough effort into getting them. But then once they started coming, like, I was getting two interviews a day. So I, I, I literally did back-to-back interviews in the same day, like, where I hung up with one person, and 20 minutes later, I'm on to the next interview. Like, I'm, I'm having to freestyle a second interview because I didn't even prep for them. Mm. So it was like, it just came real quick. And I'm like, damn, I got to do a lot of editing. I got to do all this other stuff. I'm trying to, you know, it's like so much was going on that I just, somewhere along the lines, I just hit being unmotivated. I don't know. 
you said life hit again, and then you just didn't feel that motivation to continue. Like, how do you feel about where you are right now, though? Um, I, I think I'm in a good space because I, I don't have any, like, real pressure right now to put anything out or have a deadline. So it, it gives my mind a little bit of space to be a little bit more creative. Like, I've thought of new ways to expand the podcast into, like, a real brand. Mm-hmm. But still keep the podcast essence of it. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was just doing two or three interviews a week, putting them out every week, trying to make sure I'm chopping it down and, and everything. Like, I've, I've restructured the podcast in, in that time frame, too. So now it's more condensed. Instead of just putting out an hour and a half, two-hour episode, now I figured out how to put it out in half an hour chunk. So now I can get four plays for one interview versus just one. Oh, nice. Maybe a half a play. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And now I now I I, I got plans on doing stuff that's specifically going to be social media, but it's still going to be part of the podcast. It's just going to expand it out, and I can bring in other people to help me create the content to expand the brand. That's what's up. That's what's up. So this like hiatus kind of falling off that the world sees is really just like evolution and works because like I know like I I have a long like a long podcast and I've been thinking about ways to kind of shorten it and things like that or make it easier for people to really digest the full like hour plus interview and i know you another podcast who has like like long interviews as well so it kind of sounds like you're not only finding ways to make what you want to make even better but it's like okay you're kind of solving that problem of like people maybe not listening to the whole thing so that, that, that's pretty right. cool right. that's pretty cool i like that. i can't wait to see that come out yeah all right um Me <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I'm not even going to ask you, like, when is it going to come out? Because, like, you know what? I will ask you just because I am, I personally am a big fan of peer pressure. Like, I, I love it <laughs> in my own life. Um, I, so, yeah, I am going to ask you or, like, challenge you. When, when do you think um, you're going to make the return to the podcast streets? So, every time I say it, I always like, yeah, hey, I'm going to put it out this Sunday. So, what's the date? Uh, 15th? 15th. So the Sunday, Sunday is what? Uh, the 18th. 18th. You're going to put out the 18th? So I'm going to say the 18th. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so you didn't even give yourself a month, really, yo. No, because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on so much content. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, I, it's hard for me to put myself back into that weekly deadline. Because I don't yeah. have to. I, I, I got to get started. So... I, what I notice about myself is I work better under pressure. Because if I got too much time to do any one task, I'll just keep overthinking it and keep going back, perfecting it, perfecting it, perfecting it. So I got so much time because I don't have a hard deadline that I can just keep going back and back. Like I have the first episode ready to come out. It's chopped down. I, I, I did a new intro and I, got, and I built the outro. And every time I go back and listen to the outro, I don't like it. Mm. So now I got to go back and figure out what I need to take out, what I need to put back in, like what I need to say specifically. And I got to, you know, take three and four takes to say it perfectly. Like, so because I don't have that hard deadline, I'm at the starting line and I sh- I'm shooting my own gun. Right. So I'm hesitating to shoot the gun. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I do. So that's why I keep saying like, yeah, but it's, every Thursday I'm like, I'll put it out Sunday. Then Sunday come around, I'm like, I'm looking at the clock like, I ain't got enough time to finish this shit. Fuck it. I do it next week. And I just keep doing I need to. I, I, I just need to shoot the gun. 
I feel that. Gotta just gotta shoot the gun. Alright, all right. So this Sunday, April 18th, holding you to that. Zane's holding you to it too. We we watching, we looking. One thing actually I wanted to do, so this guy named Dave Anderson, he's known as a business boy. I love watching his videos and everything. He always just like he does not hold back. And um, you know, recently we all, you know, we lost DMX and that was a definitely a surprise to me. Cause you know, you figure with drug overdose, like he's had some issues with in the past. It's like, okay, yeah, you can get through this. You know, they got him in the hospital, but then he passed. And um, Dave Anderson, he came through as he does. I'm gonna play a little, a little clip of what he said. Get some of y'all's thoughts on this. My issue is, we tend to discard our treasures the second they're not "quote unquote" popping. We throw our, our gold away until such time as they're dead. We very rarely give our people our flowers. We did it with Prince. We did it with Michael. You know, it's like, unless you're at the height of your career like Tupac or Biggie, we just let people fall off. I mean, they could be patient, but, you know, they don't want to be. They just want to they be extra, and that's fine. I don't really give a fuck. You know, ain't nobody asking them to be here. My thing is, black people should have held X up. I am blaming a culture that discards its people. Explain to me how some uh, a group like the Grateful Dead, some 50 years later, is still rocking and rolling. X didn't get his flowers like that. July 2020 was the last time X really got his flowers. All right. Yeah, man, I, I wanted to play that because like, it's something that's... It's always been on my mind, man. I'm definitely guilty of it as well. Just like when it comes to certain artists, be like, oh, I fell off. I haven't put out a hit in a minute. And like, I think when I kind of found myself in this hiatus, I said that same mentality about myself. And like, man, I haven't put anything out in a minute. I got these like interviews stacked up. They should be released. Um, I'm kind of falling off and everything. But like, I think like as I listen to like what Dave's saying, it's like, yo, it's kind of ridiculous to always expect people to create, 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 especially these like legends who already like gave everything to us like dmx should have been relevant this whole period of time not just because of verses and yeah it's like something that we do to ourselves but like like you said you know groups like the grateful dead the beatles if they were still together they could not put anything out and they don't put anything out but they could continue to tour off the catalog they put out in the 80s and so i'm just kind of curious like here's some of y'all's thoughts on the clip i just played some of your thoughts around uh dmx um, the culture in regards to always having to be hot, like putting out the best of the best all the time. Like, what, what are y'all thinking? I'm with him, yo. I mean, of course, naturally, I'm a little older than you, so I've, I've seen it happen so many times with so many different artists. And it's like, I just had this conversation with my brother. He's 10 years older than me, so he's late 40s. I'm late 30. And I'm like, yo, if you really look at it, like community to community, like, we don't even have a fucking old-school hip-hop station outside of Sirius FM. Like, we don't have a, reg a regular radio station that just plays old-school hip-hop. Like, you get what I'm saying? And, and, and at the same token, if you really notice it with our community, we really let the kids run our shit. Like, if, if you go to any white person and, and go to a younger child, a smaller, you know what I'm saying, a younger adolescent, they know Grateful Dead songs. At 10, 11 years old, they know who they are. They, they can sing these songs. You go to a, a, a younger black kid, he don't know who the fuck Run DMC is. 
You get what I'm saying? Like, like right. they don't know who, who, who like, well, I ain't gonna say Ja Rule because Ja Rule always doing some dumb shit. <laughs> they probably should sing a Ja Rule song. All they know him for is Fire Festival. And it's not like he didn't make great music because he made like, outstanding fucking music. But they won't be able to sing a song. But we, we let them pump that track shit and that's what's cool. And it's like, yo, where you think they getting all this shit from? It's people that came before you that, that paved the way. Like some of these sounds are recycled sounds from 90s, early 2000s music. Like they're just starting to sample 2000s music now. Yeah. But they don't know where the fucking sample comes from. But when I was growing up, I would, I would be in the car with my father. He'll play his shit. Then he'll let me play the uh, rap radio for an hour, <clears throat> depending on how long we were together. And as soon as a certain song come on, he'd be like, oh, yeah, that, oh, they took that from such and such and such. Now I'm like, all right, well, who was that? Let me go check them out. Let me go listen to it. Now I'm going back into the, you know what I'm saying? I'm digging in the crates now because I had the records in the house. All I had to do was go tell them, put it on for me. Let me hear the song, the original song. They ain't doing that no more. And we ain't, and we ain't pushing on them either. It's like we compartmentalize our genre of music. Yeah. No, we don't even do that. Like, like people my age listening to trap music like religiously. Like not saying anything wrong with it, but it's like, yo, that all you listen to, you didn't grow up on this shit. What about what you like you don't you don't go back and listen to some other shit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But other genres have shit for the older generation, the younger generation. They 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 had that separate music. All our shit is just in one big ass box. And people just pick on what's the newest shit and leave all the rest back still in the box. Yo, you know what's funny? Like, as you're talking, I, I, I think it was like maybe three weeks ago. So, like, what I, what I like to do every now and then is just, like, try to, like, because I'm trying to, like, educate myself on, like, hip-hop from, like, back in the day. And um, I think, yeah, three weeks ago, I went to check out KRS-One. And, like, they had, like, this, like, you know, top songs, whatever. I got to start there, then go into the albums. And I had no idea he put, like, some of the songs that I definitely know. I had no idea it was him. I was like, yo, some of these songs like are kind of continue to be relevant and through like movies and things like that. And we kind of know a little bit of the reference, but we had no idea who created them. Or like I know J. Cole's artist I like, and there's some things he said, I thought he said it. And then I go back and realize, oh, no, he was just like quoting someone else or showing love to someone else from way back in the day. So, yeah, you're right. There's like no real like i'll say respect actually because it really does come down to that no kind of respect or any like you know it's crazy i know me personally i feel like there's been no reason to kind of listen to i think to older artists because kind of like what you're saying will there isn't like a lot of like let's keep playing like like the older hip-hop there isn't a lot of that so 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 to tack it tap in on what y'all was just talking about um the, the podcast in itself spoke, spoke volumes when you said, you know, we need to give people our flowers. We sh- it shouldn't take a death to realize how good or how great an individual was, whether it be an artist or professional or just a, a runaway type of person. Um, I saw a right. post the other day where a friend of mine said, you know, I want my flowers now. I don't wait till I'm dead to come and drop stuff at my grave. I can't enjoy them when I'm dead. And I was like, it was so powerful because it's like, why does it take death before we recognize the greats that we have in our lives, the, whether it be our family, our friends, those performers, and those anybody. Why does it take all of that? Um, like you said, uh, KRS-One, there's a lot of music out there that I didn't even know he had his hand in until recently. So I get that. Um, so that takes me back to my music. My music, I listen to the oldest of old school because I want to know where my roots are from. I want to remember what I miss. 
anybody in my household, anybody in my family knows that. If you gonna come to you gonna come to my spot, you gonna hear some old school first before you hear that new school. Because I have Sirius XM satellite radio, I have um, Amazon Music, I have Apple Music, and all those things. I don't listen to radio now because of the fact that radio now is so commercialized to where they're not sampling the old school. If they are, it's so washed down and so diluted that it takes away from the original essence of what was put out there. So it just, it it takes me somewhere. So if I'm ever chilling, I'm listening to Bob the music, you better guarantee you something from the back in the day, the originals versus all these mixed up versions of songs. Uh, somebody put a post up the other day where they were playing a song that was from the original back in the day, like the 60s or 70s, that has been sampled 17 times since then. And by now, you can even tell it was that song. It's like a string or two was sampled from that song instead of being mm. part of the song or part of the chorus. And it was like, this is ridiculous. But they're making multi-million dollars off of this album where they sampled all their songs from somebody from way in the be- in the beginning. So it's, it's one of those things that's it's frustrating as a young black man trying to live in a world where we're, we're told that we're not... We're not the uh, we're not the status quo, so to speak. But when we try to put a voice out there, we're condemned for it, and then we're looked at as, as these people who are trying to oppress people that have oppressed us for all like all, the, all our lives. So it's just a lot goes through my mind when I hear stuff like that. And and that man was right on point with, with what he said. You know, giving people their flowers and you know respecting them while they're still here. Let's not wait until they're dead before we give them the, the, the encouragement and the acknowledgement that they deserve. Yeah, people fuck up. That's part of life. It happens, but instead of kicking them while they down, let's pick them back up and help them get back to a place of standard and hold them accountable for who they are and not let what's going on control their lives. First things first, rest in peace to DMX, man. The the conversation you just heard was centered around hip-hop and creative output, but falling off can happen in your personal life, at work. To be honest, it can happen anywhere. But it doesn't have to be the end of your journey. For me, falling off was the result of burning out without the proper support systems in place. But that's not the end of my story. I'm in the process of climbing back up right now. And I'm doing it with the support of my circle, mentors, and to be honest, even the managers at my job. I think the biggest lesson I've learned from my journey is that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Asking for help shows that you're open and ready for new growth. And that's a beautiful thing. Growth isn't something that just happens. It takes dedication and work to become who we want to be and who are we to think that we don't need any help throughout this transformation that we're going through. And the best part is we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to do it without guidance, but we do have to do it. On the flip side, we need to do a better job at looking for signs showing that someone in our community needs some support. Because doing it on your own is overrated, it's outdated, and from this point forward, we're going to make growth a group activity. And it starts right here. In fact, our next episode is a continuation of the New Growth series, but it features Scorpio November, who is another member of our Working Well Black community. So if you like today's episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Uh, But before that one comes out, I want y'all to go ahead and check out Will's show, Black Love Renaissance. 
it turns out he actually stepped up to the challenge and started putting some more episodes out. And some of his most recent ones actually feature yours truly. I added a link to his show um, in the show notes. You can click it, go straight to Apple Podcasts and check out everything he's created. Now, speaking of Apple Podcasts, if you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Just You don't have to leave a review or anything. Just tap the number of stars that you think this show deserves. Also, make sure you're following us on all of our platforms. We're most active on Instagram and our private Facebook group, Working Well Black. But we're everywhere, so go ahead and click the link in the show notes to find us on your favorite platform. Thanks again for tuning in to Boss Locks. I can't wait to share the next story of new growth with you. But until then, take care. Let's continue to grow together, and I'll talk to you soon.